I like to be on the other side. <laughs> Can I be on the other? Mm, thank you. Nah, stay over there. Stay over there. Oh, I got it. That's so. That's how we do them. Listen, we starting that's to show like that. That's how we know to start because you should have just stayed on the side you had. But since you want to be special, just stay over there. That's all right. You know what? That would have been that would have been a good way to start the show. But we're not gonna do that, okay? <laughs> yeah, you do. I thought okay. that would be pretty good. I was gonna say, listen, our engineer got jokes, but nice. That would have worked. Shout out to Moses. Yeah, would have been nice. So, welcome, hello, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I am super excited. Like, I don't know if you can see the excitement in my whole face. We can definitely hear it in your voice. Yes. So listen, shout out to all our listeners out there. If you are replaying this episode, listen, we could not do this without you guys. Thank you so much for your support, your downloads. You mean the world to us. And we are going to bring you nothing but the best content ever, ever. So we were supposed to have a guest tonight. Shout out to our guest. The guest, unfortunately, something uh, must have come up um, and he was not able to make it. But no worries, because they have taken the reins off of us. They've given us scissors. Listen now, Coco Puff Master. (laughs) Don't start this today. Listen, (laughs) don't act like you're not excited about this. They are letting us guys run around, in the words of RG and One Mike, with scissors in our hands, yes. So I'm I am not running around with scissors in my hands. Brie is. So whatever happens to her, I'm not I'm not in it. You know what? Let's just go ahead and get this thing started. What Oh, that. Yo, Bree, before we start the show, fun fact. Did you know that turkeys sleep in trees? What? (laughs) Turkeys, first of all, they're kind of big to get into a tree. So how do they get, I mean, I know they got wings. Google it. Turkeys sleep in trees. They already have bad eyesight, so it wouldn't make any sense for them to be on the land while they're sleeping. They actually sleep on trees. And that is your fun fact of the day. I have a question, though. No, we're not done with this fun fact. <laughs> I have a question. What were you doing where you needed to know that turkeys sleep in trees, sir? Man, I was actually on TikTok, and his brother posted it. Like, he literally was up north, and he was walking to the grocery store, and he showed his camera with turkeys legit in the trees. It was a My turkey own, in the tree. It was actually five of them. My question, this is my question. What if a turkey falls off a tree and lands on me? I'm done. I'm dead. Because no one needs to know that a turkey fell on me out of a tree. You would never live that down. Like, Like, how? Alan, really, where were you at where a turkey fell on you? 
I'm just saying, first of all, you ain't even know that they go in trees. So you could be up north walking around and you sitting there right there and they fall on you. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't act like you would have known what you would have did. You would have sat right there like Fran Saffer and said, oh, my God, this is the end. I'm going to have you would don't even do that. Don't act like you can do that. I don't nope, know nope. what you're talking about. Fine. Be it in I don't Research. know. You know what, though? You know what the funny thing is? Is that our guest is actually, he will make it. Um, just got a message from him. So we cannot run with scissors in our hands. Um, Look at God. He was looking don't out for bring God into this. Don't, don't. <laughs> God has nothing to do with this, sir. Like, at all. Don't, don't do that. He was covering for me. He was like, I'm not going to embarrass him today with the her. I already know she got some shenanigans. With the her? Uh-huh. God is amazing. Gotta love him. So says you. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yes, God does love you. Um, as he does Very all his so. great children. Even yes, the, the great ones that call themselves the Cocoa Puff Master. Um, how was your week? How was your week though? While we get our guests on, how was your week? Uh first of all, we're gonna ignore the shade. Um, but it has been an amazing week. Um, it is Wednesday. Um, I'm I'm learning something. Whether you like compliments or not, people are going to give them to you regardless. Yes. Um, even if it's compliments that you don't want to have specifically said out in the public about certain parts of your anatomy. And not that part, in case you think about that. Because I know you guys are probably thinking about what's his name on Broadway this past week. But no, you're talking about me, but that's neither here nor there. That means that's a little different. First of all, you know, where's our guest? Because I'm not going to- He's coming. Don't worry about that. He'll be here. I'm just learning to accept people's compliments, but do not allow it to blow up your head. I'm also learning that women are menaces when it comes to compliments. Because y'all know what y'all be doing. Y'all be looking for certain reactions. And then if you get the reaction you want, y'all gonna sit there and pick at it and pick at it and pick at it. And then don't get a whole slew of y'all together. That's just a whole nother issue. I'm just saying. Wait a I'm minute. First of all. I said what I said. First of all, listen, you lucky, you lucky our guest is here. Cause he said, but you know what? No, we're gonna bring him up and he gonna kick in on this conversation too. Because I guess what he'll say, we're not about to let you run wild calling us menaces. Y'all are. Hi, Omari. Hey, hello, you? hello, hello. Hey, how's it going, Omari? Pleasure having you here, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you guys' patience. Welcome. Nah, no. nah, we're, we're, we're excited to have you uh, here, and I apologize yeah. in advance. Nah, it was what it was supposed to be. It was what it was you, supposed to be. You I mean, speak look, he, said, he said it was God. He was right. I like what he like was saying. See? Exactly. Wait a minute. Okay, first of all, what we're not about to do is, first of all, you know what? See how y'all want to be so buddy-buddy? We're going to go ahead and put y'all next week. Oh, wow. So, I'm not hating. How do you sit here and attack us women and call us menaces and say that we know what we be doing when sometimes, no, no, I'm, no, I'm not done. Ladies first, go ahead. Guys. Y'all like to think that how we dress and how we present ourselves is always for y'all. No, okay? It feels good to dress up 
every now and then and let your features shine in the sun with the what the good Lord gave you, okay? Y'all are the ones who just can't help looking down below at the boobies. And then not only can you not help it, you feel like you have to actually let it be known that you can see the boobage. So with that being said, um, can, can, I, can, I, can I interject real quick before I let my brother... Say his I piece. can't believe he agreed with you. Um, is this coming from <laughs> is this coming from the same person that I love dearly, who knowingly posts thirst traps on social media? Knowingly, matter of fact, this is how I know it's knowingly. She will post it, and if I don't see it, she'll message me and be like, "Thirst trap of the day." So you saying it's premeditated? It's premeditated. <laughs> First of all, in my defense, oh, here we go. In my defense, I cannot help that I am a female. And like I said, you guys can't help where your eyes wander. So, in the name of He Said What Network, if I got to get us some viewers, then damn it, I'm going to get us some viewers. So, I'm going to thirst trap because I don't typically thirst trap. So, when I wait a minute, I'm not done. So when I do, it's like a surprise. I'm doing it in the name of the network, okay? I am thinking strategically here. So, Amari, I can't believe you. I just, I, he just came in on your side. Just, where, uh, where, where? I just like the one comment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I agree, disagree. I enjoyed it. I like how she made the, what I said about her <laughs> when all I said was I'm learning that women are menaces when it comes to complimenting us. I said nothing about y'all and what you wear. But wait a minute. Okay, now let me repeat your sentence. Oh. I said that women, Um, I'm a woman. So you are automatically talking about me now. If you would have said some, no, 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 no. But I'm a woman. But if you would have said some women, when you say women, now you are categorizing us all. You're putting us all in the past. And I got to say something. You said it was irresponsible to put that broad statement out there. Yes, very. Thank you. You know what now, Omari? Oh, no. We good now. We good. You know what? Let me put you... We good now. You ain't got to sit next to him. You got your own spot down there, all that room and stuff. So. I don't want you next to me. Anyways, Omari, welcome to the show. Um, For those of you who are not aware of what the show is about, these shenanigans that we just discussed for the past 16 minutes is not it. Um, We like to bring awareness to topics and issues that occur within the Black community that are either going unaddressed or we are intentionally ignoring them. And so we did want to bring Amari on because Amari does, um, he is a Black man, as you guys can see. I'm like, you can't tell that. I don't, I mean, he could, he could pass for another ethnicity, <laughs> but I'm going to say Black. Alan, be on my side here. Um, and so I felt like it would be great to have him on and shed some light with us. So one of the topics that um, he did select was protecting men, women, and children. So we'll we'll kick it off with that topic first. 
uh, when it comes to men, women, and children and protecting them, especially black women, um, <laughs> do you feel that um, it's a unspoken war currently between black men and black women that are not that a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of or even consciously aware of no mm, uh, that's a that's a difficult one uh, i feel like there is and i feel like there's not enough there's not a lot of accountability in the mirror when it comes to people people want to deflect yeah. um and give the responsibility and power elsewhere rather than looking in the mirror and and addressing what we do and don't do um, and I think one of the biggest things is I think within the family, people don't know, people don't know their place. Uh, and that's men, woman, and child. I, I think people have been distracted and, and led astray by things they see on TV and in music. And it, it causes a rift because now you're going uh, in, in, the, in the wrong direction, in my opinion, at least. Like, for instance, the most important figure in the, in the family, and this is my opinion, is the, the woman. You know, you could have a village with 100 men and one woman. And the mm -hmm. best situation is that one child will have one man and 100 women. And then you have 100 children. Um, and, and I think we need to put our women on that pedestal while still holding them accountable for what they do. Right. Um, and the thing I would challenge my, my women with is, would you broadcast, and this is not toward, toward anyone in particular, um, would you broadcast your social security number on social media? And most, the vast majority, would say no. Right. And so I would say, well, then why are you broadcasting your body? And which one is more important to you? Because you can get a new social security number. It might take three to six months, but you can get another number. Mm -hmm. A body is yours forever. And you have influence with that because you all are beautiful and magnificent. And it's a certain energy. And my men, I feel like a lot of us don't want to, don't feel like the fight is worth it anymore. Because what am I fighting for? What am I getting in the end? I'm getting um, trauma. I'm getting neglect. I'm getting a lack of self-esteem and overcompensation when it comes to the gifts and the things you have been uh, bequeathed or, or given. Um, and then the children just soaks in both energies and right. then take it to a different level because now I got to do more. Now I got to do it in, in my own way. And so I, I feel like when it, when we just break it down simple, keep things simple, I think it's, it's a little easier to, to dissect and understand and comprehend. So he just gonna come up here just, <laughs> just let, I yes, Erica, Erica said I like him. Yes, yes. Okay, Omari, come through with it. That was phenomenal. That was a, a I couldn't have answered it better myself. Alan, what do you think? I mean, he said a mouthful right there. Like you can pretty much collect the offering plate right now and take an offering, do grace, and get out of here. Um, because he made he made valid points. I definitely agree with him, especially about the focal point in the household household is the woman or should be the woman um, in our community. Um, but he makes he makes valid points. Um, we're quick to say you don't want to give your um, pearls a swine. And I kind of look at when he said about the Social Security number in your body. Um, that seems like right now that's probably one of the biggest topics, hot topics now in the black community, because right. and Amari can let me know what he thinks about it. We've done so much on empowering women to embrace themselves and embrace their bodies. 
do you think maybe we have over empowered it or do you think the way we've empowered it worked but it's kind of backfiring now because now we are living in the time where if a guy does say i don't want a particular young lady who dressed like this or moved like this it's looked at as he's hating and something's wrong with him <laughs> and not the fact that that's just his standard that he has for him i think that the um I even put it this way. Uh, Adam bit the apple and we mm -hmm. know what influence was used. Mm -hmm. um, and so we got to make sure we don't discredit and take for granted the power of a woman. Because even she said it, you put a picture up, somebody might look at it. Oh, that's great. Keep scrolling. She put a picture up. Well, wait a minute. I, I might give it a few more seconds than normally. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I think that it's been you in entertainment, especially it's been used as an incredible marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. because now doctors make money off it with plastic surgery. Oh, now yeah. Pharmaceuticals make money off it because of the numbing medicine. Mm -hmm. um, now um, certain brands can push certain clothing because I saw them wear it, and I like the way their their body looked in it, and I want mine to look that way. Um, right. When it comes to cosmetology, when it comes to – and that's, a da that's even more dangerous, the makeup, the nails, the hair, mm -hmm. um, depending on how you use it, of course, like with anything, because mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. too much water will kill you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's just time to – Ask the social kitty, that could be, you know, that could be the thesis statement. We start asking mm -hmm. people, what's more important, your social kitty number, your body? Well, mm -hmm. if you're, and then, you know, from there, go. Because you mm -hmm. wouldn't post a social kitty number on Facebook. So why are you posting this? Mm -hmm. Which one do you value more? What, what's more important to you? Something that can be replaced or something that is with you forever? Right. So let me ask you this. When it comes to um, being able to identify your value as a woman, as a male, if you grow up in a household where you see, let's say, your mother constantly getting beat by your father, and that comes off as, as, as if he doesn't respect her, he doesn't value her, how is that going to have an influence on them as an adult or play a role in the way that they identify themselves if they didn't grow up in a household with values? Um, I think it ties into like a Stockholm Syndrome. At first, it makes me uncomfortable. At first, I don't want to see it. But then it's just another day. It's another day in the neighborhood. It's what we're used to. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's just the way they are. You'll get used to it. He's not a bad person. He loves me. He just does it in a different way. Now you see how we're justifying it. And, yeah. and then because physical abuse doesn't start as physical abuse. It starts as a joke. Then it starts as like some slanderous uh, communication. Then it starts as a nudge or a push or going outside the relationship, and then it escalates. Um, I think the biggest thing we could do is address the uh, the people who are single and address the, the the children. And healthy relationships, having standards, you know, don't justify things. One thing I don't do is justify things. Oh, I was late because of it. No, look, I was late, and I'm here now. Because when you justify it, ooh, that's a that's a, a gateway drug to dysfunction and re regressive behavior, in my opinion. And so the the biggest thing I could is that the the change you want to see, you're gonna have to do it yourself. No one's gonna do it. You have to do it. And then from there, we'll get married before we have kids. That's a different intention. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, we'll just build a different um, a different narrative. Like for instance, and this is me being selfish. I'm speaking. You know, I married my wife before we had children. And so that's all my children knows. My family tree, you know, it's a bunch of mothers but few wives. 
Mm -hmm. and it's a bunch of uh, fathers, but few men. That's by design. And so one thing I wanted to do was um, change that narrative, you know, break that culture, that culture norm and that, um, that was given to us by outside communities. So the biggest thing I would say is just what we want to do, we have to do ourselves and commit to it, even when it gets terrible, even when it feels terrible and it's lonely and it's lonely nights, you're going to have to commit to it and, and deal with that. I love his takes. I love his yes. takes. I love his takes because mm. okay. that, is, that is definitely something that needs to be looked at and worked at because he's, he's completely correct. When you live in a society where you're used to seeing something specifically done, you're going to continue to do that cycle. So if I'm being raised in a household where I saw my mom and my dad got married before they had me and my sister, and then I have family members that follow that same thing, nine times out of 10, I'm going to follow that same pathway. And it's interesting that you say that because I feel like because of the way our society is, has kind of grown and shifted, that for some people, it's unusual now when you see somebody who's in a household um, with both parents got married before they was here. I've had friends tell me that's an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> that that was a freaking yeah. It was you a asked too much now. Both of them and they get along. So it's like people gravitate towards wanting to have a toxic environment and issues in mm. the environment, not realizing you can be in a relationship. Yeah, you can have your days where you disagree, but you can genuinely be in a relationship where you are genuinely happy to be around each other every day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I love I love the state. I love the state. What do you think, Bree? I love it too. And it and the interesting thing, even with what you just said, um, and how he said well, how you said growing up in a household and what you see, you kind of tend to mimic. But if you look at the generation now, the generation now, they're looking at what's going on around us and they're making these decisions like I don't want to have children because I don't want to bring children into this chaos or I don't want to have to experience what my parents went through. I don't want to experience the heartbreak and the disappointment. And I actually was talking to you about this before, Alan, a while ago. And I was like, we as adults need to speak up and hold ourselves accountable and say to our children, Marriage is not bad. I just made a bad decision or I didn't make the right decision at that time. But be 100% real with them while holding yourself to the state and, and admit to them that it wasn't the situation. It was me or it was the choices that I made. Everybody isn't going to go through that. And chances are, as long as you know what you're doing and you're prepared, you won't have the same outcome. Give these kids more hope than shy them away. And you know, you shouldn't have, don't, girl, don't have no kids when you get older, Gus. You see what I went through. Don't do that. Because if we continue to have that type of attitude and perspective, look, we're not going to have, we're not going to have kids later on, years down the road. Like the population, when it comes to us, we're not going to be around. So, I just feel like if we were to be more authentic with mm -hmm. them and be more vulnerable in admitting where we went wrong, then that can help. That can actually help reinforce their futures instead of mm -hmm. holding them back and having a repeated cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think that's true. Yes. So, 
next topic that we are actually going to touch on is can we rebuild Black Wall Street? So we all know some businesses, some business owners who, you know, they they got a good product, their customer service sucks. Or <laughs> they have um, very high quality um, material, but they want to charge like 50 times the normal rate for them. When it comes to rebuilding Black Wall Street, um, the cost, the price, everything that goes into even building an, a brand or an establishment is 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 not at a level where everyone can afford to do it. Are there any challenges that you think we might come across in rebuilding Black Wall Street that we aren't necessarily prepared for at this moment? That's a great question. Um, I think one of the things that disappoints me the most is the the people that dove, that does have the economic power to to put people in positions to where they can trim their prices with the same product or even them themselves being built like a manufacturing um, company or a factory, they rather spend it on a car. And the, the people always talk about double R. That car starts at 350 and that's a cheap one. That's a throwaway. So imagine imagine what we take with that 500000 what we can do with it, even if we build our own factories or even if we um, – I see like uh, the Greenwood, I believe. Shout out to them. I have the, the, the black-owned bank. I think that deep down, I think it's been instilled in us, and most of us don't realize it, that deep down, a lot of us don't want others of us to to succeed because we think that their success is my failure. And that is, that's madness. They did a great job with that, uh, that, that, that manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is and this is like way like way off the wall. So if I go too far, just, just let me know. No, you're I think, fine. I, I, you on it. I think um, this is one of the side effects of when we uh, desegregated. We had no leverage, economic leverage. We had no power. We had nothing built up. So now we're coming to the table, the, the, the table asking for scraps, uh, and have nothing to to trade for, nothing to barter. It's not mutual grounds. And we know when it comes to business, even something as simple as a car loan, if you don't have a down payment, then you know you're getting hit with those monthly fees. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just economic leverage and what do you bring to the table? I, I'd rather us stay separate, build ourselves up, and then we can deal with each other on mutual terms when we want to, when it's convenient, when it's a necessity, rather than forcing us to a system, even from the... Um, you know, criminal justice system, a legislator, it's not meant, it's not really meant for our best interest. And so now we fast forward and fast forward. And now we're seeing the effects now where most of us don't know what we're doing, mm-hmm. don't have the discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, some of us have to charge a little bit more because we don't own manufacturing. Yeah. So yeah, you can go on like Alibaba or something, but you got to buy that in bulk and you don't know what you're getting when it comes. Right. And so this, this is the game. Um, so I really challenge my entertainers and athletes that, uh, you know, we die for their shoes, but then they don't get that same energy back when it comes to us economically. They whether get a car, you know, a whole fleet of cars. They whether get this new new watch. But, you know, we we assisted in that. And so I really want them to keep the same energy. Um, and even if it's a girls and boys club that's meant for us, a combined yeah. with STEM or combined with like performing arts or something along that line, this this 
uh, the vocational skills when it comes yeah. to brick mason and, and stuff like that. I I want them to reinvest that money that we we um that we contributed to them having. And I think that's one of the biggest issues in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we'd love to have you back again. Yeah, I have a question. He made an interesting remark and it's funny because i just heard someone else say the same thing and i'm going to ask him the same question mm -hmm. and i think i know what his answer is based on what he just said do you believe desegregation was probably one of the biggest things that may have not should not have done been that should have not happened when you, look at, when you look at how everything is turning in and turning out for us now hey p um one of the biggest ones is our um hbcus taking loans to stay afloat mm -hmm. i feel like we need mm -hmm. more confidence with that because they're going to usurp our power and it'll mm -hmm. be the name of an hbcu but the infrastructure and professors you're going to walk in and say wait a minute this is mm -hmm. not so that's mm -hmm. one two will be we dominate athletics and we had our own independent league because they wouldn't let us in theirs one mm -hmm. of the biggest things we did wrong was selling ourselves short to what they control the leverage and they're the owners. I just, it's confusing to me how one one ethnicity is 90% of the participants, but 1% of the owner. Right. Mm -hmm. And that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is dropping everything we have, everything we were doing and force ourselves to deal with people who don't have our best interest. Like why in the world would you want us to coexist with people who were raping, pillaging, bombing churches? Mm -hmm. like, that's, and that's just a, a normal thing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, castrating in a, to where it's a, it's a public event. Like we watch the, the playoffs and stuff now. Mm -hmm. They would gather around town center and watch this lynching and this castrating of this of this male. And this is part of the, the Friday night uh, yeah. uh, spectacle. And that's mm -hmm. who you want us to deal with on a, on a, that's when to send our children to be taught by their wives. So that's just, mm -hmm. that's just one of the things that, if not many, that, that just kind of mm -hmm. makes me look at it like, mm, yeah. yeah. Especially as the history of everything keeps coming out, right. and then you're starting to just like you said with the lynching, and um, you find out churches that was their thing after service on Sunday. You, you lynch somebody, and that yeah. that was normal. So yeah, and that's wild. That's just crazy. Um, so what we're gonna do? Okay, just want to take a quick commercial break. Uh, you guys are tuned in on. He said what? Oh, even my what was sorry. He said what? <laughs> What you girls? Island, don't. <laughs> what you girls? Simply Bree and my lovely host, Alan Newman, and our wonderful guest Amari. Amari, how do you pronounce your last name? Ajanaku. Okay, Amari Ajanaku. Yeah. So you guys keep it locked. Make sure you're subscribing. Like this video right now if you like the content, and stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, y'all? It's your girl P with P's Intuition here on the He Said What Network. Join me each and every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time for your spiritual guidance, spiritual clarity, and intuitive oracle reading. All right. See y'all. Peace. All right. We are back. Um, you guys are tuned into He Said What with Simply Bree 
Um, Alan, what happened? Why does it look like your hat? What did you you switch computers or something? Sorry, no, 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 no. I'm having technical difficulties, guys. Please forgive me. Forgive me. Don't worry about it. Why you had to point it out? I was just gonna roll with it. Dang. Because your whole face was missed. And our lovely guest, Amaria Janaku. Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're just gonna ignore um, him. And so, moving on to the next topic. Looking, living, and staying healthy. Ooh, health is very, very, very important within the Black community. But listen, sometimes they can't, or I won't say they because I'm Black too. Sometimes we can't skip past the Popeye's chicken. Even we'll stand in line, we'll fight in the name of a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I mean, y'all did that, not me. I remember y'all did that in 2020. So when it comes to even just staying healthy, why do you think or do you think that um, activities such as exercising and and choosing the right foods or the healthier foods for you are being equally promoted as cosmetic surgeries and quick fix diets? Do you think you think you think we're promoting them at an equal equal rate? In the black community? No, there's no way they would because you got to pay for marketing mm-hmm. and you're not going to make a lot of money. People going to uh, uh, like Whole Foods mm-hmm. and going to your local flea market. That's, that's just not going to make money. What is going to make money is that commercial um, with the fried fried bread and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even deeper than the physical, I think we got to go to the mental and emotional. That's Ooh. the foundation of it all. Um when, when that's in order, then it's easier to say no to yourself. It's easier to say yes to yourself because you know you know your worth, you know what you're working toward, and you've instilled that discipline by even if you eat one baby carrot every day at 8 o'clock, no matter what, that's a form of discipline. And right. that'll turn into a healthy coping skill. I'm upset. I need my daily carrot. Ah, my daily carrot. <laughs> and, so <it's, laughs> and so it's just little fundamental things like that that we overlook that we and here's another dangerous thing I think we do in our community. Um, for instance, if you go to the Northeast, uh, well, 36 side is where uh, Oklahoma, um, where I am, you'll see uh, an abundance of churches. And I think this is most places we go. You'll see an abundance of churches. But what do they do for the community? Oh, we get faith. It's a place to play. We can do that for free. Right. You don't ask for faith and prayer when you pass the bucket around. You ask for tangible finances. Mm-hmm. So we give what in return, what are you giving them? Is it vocational schools? Is it a marriage counseling? Is it mental and emotional health? Is it, um, you know, after school activities for the youth, even if it's giving them a basketball to play outside or bringing in a local professor or teacher from a, a school to maybe brush up on their you know, English language art skills or their mathematical skills. And so I think that a lot of us um, skip over mental and emotional health um, and then we put a uh, faith over it, thinking it's going to solve our issues. Yeah. And it ends up, it ends up having some detrimental effects on a subconscious level. Mm, nice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even learning to have someone who is teaching a second language, because knowing how to speak another language, that alone can get you more money if you were to work for corporate America. If you're bilingual, listen, and then it's just nice to know something something different, something outside of the norm. Uh, I feel like it enhances 
the way that you choose to communicate. And if you are um, receptive to expanding even just your language, who knows, you may be willing to travel another country, um, try and be just being a little bit more open-minded and trying new things without just sticking to what you know. So I, I completely agree with you. And um, Alan, you got to tell us, got to tell us, got to tell us from that side of the fence, sir. When he said church. Okay, sir. Uh, he he's actually very accurate and it's it's interesting because when my father was alive he was very intentional about that like he wanted to have a vacational bible um school he wanted matter of fact we just opened up um my mom just opened up our school um the august of last year um and he used to talk about like the biggest issue he had within the black community is they don't branch out they look past all they want is a quick hallelujah let me give you my tithes and let me spin around three times and say god's gonna fix everything and then send me on my merry way while you're over there dying from high blood pressure and look a high cholesterol and all this other stuff and no one's properly educating um because like you said literally if you have people in the field of that work with food and work with money and you can actually go to these black communities and sit these kids down and teach them how I get it. Sports is important, and especially in the black community and like singing and stuff. But there's other ways that you can be successful than running a ball, than singing a note, than playing a role. These are other things that you can do that also can not just help yourself, but enlighten the community as a whole. Um, so it's always interesting. Then when you think about when it comes to food at churches, ain't nothing healthy they about to eat. They about Fish to sit fry. down. And exactly. Chicken dinners, pound cake, red velvet cake chitlins pig feet all that stuff depending on where you're coming from um and that stuff ends up being detrimental and then you're wondering um sounds like the hokey pokey <laughs> then you wondered why Aunt sally didn't live past 60 and all this other stuff because of the way um they're handling themselves when it comes to it so no he makes big points i um, mean i know like i have a soft spot for the church i'm not gonna lie just because i've seen the struggles and stuff my mom and my dad went through. So yeah, when I hear about the church, I know it's areas that where they be slipping and where they have to build themselves up on. Um, and I feel like that's when you need more of the younger community to have a bigger voice. Um, not knocking the old heads that are in the church, but sometimes old bones ain't trying to do nothing different. They trying to do exactly what they done seen for the past 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And when they see young people come in um, like Omari is talking about, and you're trying to interject that new life and new thinking, that causes issues sometimes. But yeah, he's completely he's completely correct. I agree with him 120. Yeah. Um, and we need to branch out as a community. Um, I, I joke with people all the time. When you're from Florida, Atlanta, Atlanta's not a vacation, and you hear that people talking about where are you going for vacation, and you from oh I'm going to Atlanta. That's that's not a vacation. Well, that's what we do all the time. That that's. <laughs> Nah, you need to brag. You need to spread your wings out and go a little further. So, right. nah, I agree with you saying one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah, listen, vacation is getting out of Atlanta. When everybody's coming down here for the fourth and Memorial, I'm like, I need to get out because that means everything is about to be expensive. Um, you're not going to have a no parking. Your car may get broken into. Uh, chances are you're going to get into a fight with someone who's from out of town. Those are the ones that come out. They come down here and they do the most. So, yeah, no. No, you, you escape. Um, mental health awareness. OMG. I, it was interesting because 
I was thinking today when I was trying to um, figure out what kind of reel I was going to post, when it comes to mental health awareness, right, a lot of the times we hear about these relationships. Like, for example, I knew this guy that tried to talk to me. Come to find out everything that he was telling me about himself was the life of his fiance. Me and the fiance actually ended yeah, me and the fiance ended up talking because she reached out to me to tell me that he was lying. He was not in some country on vacation. She was like, he's right here in the living room. Like, and come to find out, he suffers from either um a bipolar disorder or or like um split personality, something like that. And the mind-blowing thing that happened so much is that when she went to confront his family about everything that he was doing, they knew that he was off. They knew something was wrong with him, but they didn't say anything because they was happy that he had found someone. Hmm. So a lot of the times we get into these relationships with people not knowing that they have these these illnesses and these conditions until stuff hits the fan. Now, if your friend, if your friend has a mental illness or something that could possibly go wrong and, and, and be traumatic or even um, just domestic abuse could stem from it, mm-hmm. whose responsibility is it to speak on that to the person that they're in a relationship with? Is it the person who is in a relationship or is it the friend if the friend knows what's going on? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough question. It's nobody's place and it's everybody's place at the same time. Because if you were that person, you would want somebody to tell you as soon as possible. Right. Um, in my head, and this is the way I look at it, if someone had maybe uh same responsibility as like a disease, yeah. like an STD, you would want to know. Now, whether you stay with that person or not is up to you. You know, it's not right or wrong. It's what you're willing to live and die with. At the same time, people need to be informed because that's irresponsible. And it, and this is the ironic thing. Um, you know, one of the a youth that I was talking to, he said, man, that person's a snitch, man. No snitching. I said, well, if someone stole your phone and they knew who it was, would you want them to say something? Yeah, I would want them to say something. I said, but that's snitching. They said, well, uh, it's different. I say you can't have it both ways. You got to stand on it. And I don't think people want it both ways. Right. I think they want it to be, I want to have the leverage. I want to control the narrative. I want to control the context, except when it uh, doesn't benefit me. When it right. inconveniences me, it's, 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 I, I don't want it anymore. And, and, and that's why it's such a disconnect and it's such a disparity in between because people, when you owe me money, I want my money. I need it on time. I need it. When you owe, I don't got it right now, man. You still thinking about that money? You, you, oh, I thought you forgot <laughs> yeah. about that, man. Yeah. Little, little $15? Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't little when you asked for it. You better give me my $15. You know how black people right now. Money. I think we got to start holding ourselves more accountable, too. Yeah. Um, and I would tell that person, look, if you were my, my son or my daughter, I wouldn't even bother with this person. And I would pull them in the same room and talk to them. I would have them all in the same room. Like, look. That's my that's my guy. I have love for him. I wouldn't bother with him before you. He'd waste your time and energy. Right. It, it'd be a it'd feel good for maybe a month and a half, but after that, they have little to nothing to offer. Right. Yeah. Long term. Yeah. And I 
I like that. I got nothing. I got to give an example because I had a friend who did that. I, um, his wife had a close friend. Like we would see each other off and on. Um, and I'm like, she's attractive. I would like to get to know her. Um, and I reached out to her and then I reached out to my friend and I was like, no, I reached out to actually to um, his wife. And I was like, yo, I'm interested in such and such. And she was all excited. She's like, oh my God, you're the right one for me. Oh no. So she's getting all hyped. She was like, yo, let me get her number for you. Um, matter of fact, let me let me talk to my husband and tell him. And so she called me back and she was like, uh, they want to talk to you real quick. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, is it bad? She's like, nah, it's not you. Like when I told him that you was interested in her, he flat out was like, yo, that's beneath Alan. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yo. And she, and she was like, yeah, he wants to talk to you. He was like, he about to tell you everything, and then you just decide if you want to take it from there. Right. And he was like, he was like, yeah, this, this is, she's a nice person, but this is this, 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 and this you have to deal with. And he's yeah. like, is that something you want to deal with? He was like, I see the way you move. I don't think that's what you gonna want. So he was like, it would be remiss of me to know that my wife is about to hook you up with my with her friend, and we know how she is. Mm. And and I was like, you know what? I respect that. And so I backed off. And then I kept watching. Lo and behold, the stuff he was talking about, the next thing she was talking, she was putting, he was like, that's exactly why I said what I said. He was like, my wife was upset because Homegirl mm. had been single for a minute and she really wanted her to find somebody. But he was like, that ain't right. He's like, how are we going to say he's we friends with him and mm. we about to set him up for failure? Right. Well, shout out to that guy. Right. He is. And anyone that's doing that, something similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Uh, and, and it's funny because I made a post today and I was like, would you introduce your sibling to your best friend as far as dating goes? And I think right now I'm at 100% no in the polls because mm-hmm. people are like, nah, nah, not hooking, I'm not hooking you up with my sister or my brother. What? But that's your best friend. Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your wait, well, I'm we got to ask. I'm actually actually safe to answer that and say no because of our age difference. So I'm good. Mm. Bruh, our age difference. So no. Now the rest of y'all, y'all saying no because y'all know somebody trifling. So it's different when you accept people where they are. But would you really want your best friend to like? Let's say they Uh-oh. get married. Do you, do you want your best friend to possibly be in that? Oh, sad. I mean, that's listen, <clears throat> listen. Y'all calling them? That's my sis. That's my sis. Let's make it official. No, Let's make it official. No, that's my sis. That's my bro. Especially if you know you've been, because some people you know you be having to check your sister, bro. For foolishness. Yeah. So I think about stuff like that and be like, if this person puts my sister in this particular situation, how is that going to go down? If you be realistic, because you know a lot of people like, like, man, if that was me, this is what's going to happen to that dude if they mess with my sister. Okay, so if that's your best friend that do it, are you about to still be on the same energy? Right. Mm-hmm. So RG says, how do you know when someone is working in your best interests? When telling people's business, some people spread business out of spite. Put them in the same room. Put that's them on three that's what you said, yeah. Yeah, put them on three ways. So now it's no vindictive energy on it. I'm telling you what it is in front of them. And if you've got a problem with it, then, I mean, 
what you gonna do about it respectfully right um and, and i would challenge my people that said 100 percent no then why are you around that person right like, mm, that's why I was at the face. I said, wait a minute. You wouldn't want it for somebody you care about, but you're wanting it for yourself. Right. So wait a minute. That's 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 just like mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Listen, everybody is definitely agreeing. So moving into the last topic, black crime and culture. Yeah. Um man I know he's he about to have some good stuff for this one. I know he is. So a lot of the times you see in the news with the police brutality um, yeah. and, you know, it's usually of the opposite um, race. It's usually like a, a white person or non-black police officer. Um, but then you also see it where you have black police officers that be doing the most. And, it, and it's like, are they doing it to prove that just because the victim is black, they want to stand apart, like I'm not one of them, or are they doing it because it's a learned behavior and being around those type of law enforced or um, law enforcement officers? So the question that I have for you is, mm-hmm. if we are constantly, and this kind of toning down a little bit right now, but if we are, if we are always seeing b- police brutality, including black officers. What has to be done in order to build the trust between us and law enforcement, if anything can be done? I think the first thing we have to do is, is keep that same Black Lives energy when we kill each other. Um, and these entertainers and, and rappers, that are, we have to put that same pressure on them because they glorify it in a song. And you bumping it going down the street, but then you protesting with a piece of paper in your hand. And then on the way back home, you bumping that same music that influence that same type of energy and, and, and culture. And so we got we to gotta make a decision. Either, either it's okay to kill each other. Either, either the black life has little to no value other than sports entertainment, or it does have value. And it has to start with us. Um, as far as the, the criminal justice system goes, we have to remember the, the foundation of, of police. And their job, even back toward the, toward the, the slavery, slavery days, was to protect property, um, and to protect the assets of the wealthy. That's the fundamental purpose of it. Right. And so we fast forward now, it's still the same thing. Fundamentally, it's just dressed up differently. Right. Uh, because if you break a law, you're being seized by the state, and now you're involuntary servitude, which means essentially you're a slave. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure we, we're intentional with, we understand what their purpose is. And, I mean, that's a... The criminal justice system is a machine. Mm-hmm. And so it would, it's, 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 that's a difficult place to be, is to be an African-American officer amidst everything going on because it's cold everywhere. Within a school, it's a cold. Within a daycare, it's a certain cold. There's certain codes everywhere. And that's yeah. one of the most dangerous jobs in society. And so for them, I think they need to hold each other more accountable within. The same thing we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this and this is a problem. But we played a song that talked about gunning somebody down and mistreating somebody's sister for someone else's sister. And then I'm right. done with them both and moving on to somebody else. And right. so that's just causing trauma and um, dysfunctional relationships because somebody's going to have to deal with that scorn. Somebody's going to have to deal with that resentment. Right. And then now it gets prepared. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine the dysfunctional relationships that uh, the culture influences. Imagine them having a child. Oof. Now imagine a child growing up and the type of things they're going to do. It's going to be what you see now. Low self-esteem, emotionally and mentally unbalanced. 
um, lack of self-worth, lack of planning, and they're going to be latchkey children, which means they control their whereabouts of where they go, how they go, and, who, and what they do, and, and who they're around. Right. And so now they're probably going to group up together and birds to the same flock together. So imagine what they're going to get into. So I think at the end of the day, it's just we we as a community have to put value on the black life, starting with ourselves. Mm -hmm. mm, 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 mm. Sir, you need a run for president. Just, just <laughs> go ahead, Omari. You got my vote. Just go ahead. I appreciate you. Come on, uh, Mr. Allen. Yes, looking around, sir. You had me come behind him. He be saying it dropping like these holes. Imagine how I felt when I had to come up with the question. <laughs> um, what's funny is he said something that I think unconsciously all black men, all black people know it's true, but consciously we don't want to admit it. Hmm about the fact on what is the value that we have on ourselves when it comes to each other. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, every time someone says that, specifically a black person that comes out their mouth and say what Amari says, black people attack that mindset mm -hmm. and saying he's over here cooning, he's over here trying to be a pick me, and it's not, because it is the truth. Yes. Like think, think about it, even from, grade school as kids in high middle school elementary school black kids are quick to pick on each other quick to fight with each other quick to start foolishness for no reason and then we just perpetuate that as we get older as we get older and we don't think nothing's wrong with it and then the minute somebody that is black looks at you and says that's not how you're going to handle me it becomes an issue right because we've ingrained ourselves to believe that is normal and it's not. So what he is saying is very true. I believe all black people know it's true. It's just one of those things you don't want to actually admit because then the next question is, what are you going to do to stop it? <laughs> <laughs> See, now you got all the answers. That's literally what their question is going to be. And then it's like, well, we should do this. Because he's right. I just Someone on TikTok had brought up a song from Rick Ross, and it was about I'm um, giving a girl Molly or something like that. And he had said he never, he was like, I love Rick Ross. He said, I never really sat to listen to the lyrics until one day I was in the car with my daughter and mm. she was rapping the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And she said, and then he said and thought, he was like, wait a minute, is Rick Ross talking about he just assaulted a woman by putting something in her drink? Never thought about it until he sat there and heard his daughter sing, sing the lyrics. Because most people, if you, Think about it. most kids tell their parents when they get on about music, oh, mom, I'm not listening to the words. I'm listening to the beat. The yeah. beat is fine. But people forget our brain and our soul unconsciously soaks in the words that you are listening to. Mm -hmm. And that's why you can mess around and get upset at somebody and do something and be like, I never, I never would have did that. But then if I go and listen to what you're dealing with, it then became ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely right. Music, entertainment, movies, even early when we talk about commercials with fried food and stuff, that stuff gets ingrained in you and you will just go out there and do stuff and not think nothing's wrong with it. Right. At all. At all. Like Good, example. Good example. Look at how the baby be acting out here. And people are like, it is what it is. It's whatever. It's normal. And it's, and it's not normal. Because if you sit there, if you put somebody who is not used to that kind of music and atmosphere in that atmosphere, that's not normal for them. 
And they're going to let you know that that's no normal for them because that's not the bubble that they're used to. So with what Amari said, I really feel like if we sit down and have this conversation, it actually could possibly, if enough black people join forces, can change how the music industry, the criminal justice system, how police reform is done. Because if it's enough of us that are like, you know what, it starts at ground zero with us. Right. We don't need to be promoting that. We're sitting here shooting up everybody. We popping pills. We drinking. We this and that. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it's become normal to everybody. Was listening to words. You said yeah. no. I was listening to the words as a kid. Man, I wasn't because I remember my dad used to get so heated because I literally was like the beat is fire. And then my dad was like, "You need to listen to the lyrics of what you listen to because mm. you're not understanding. This is." I'm noticing the difference in you. You not noticing it. You think you you think you're doing what you're doing, and you you literally are changing because of what you're listening to. Right. And black people don't think about that. No. That's why if you hear about a black person who goes to the opera and go listen to jazz and stuff like that, people that consider themselves hip in the hood look at that like it's funny. Mm -hmm. No, nobody wants to have chaos in their life 24 seven. Right. And that's literally what black people have is chaos for 24 seven seven days a week, 365 days out the year and don't know what to do with it, don't know how to handle it. And then, like he said, as soon as a non-black person kills a black person, now you want to get up after cussing little Johnny out and kicking him out the house, telling him he no good, you want to get up, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Your son life ain't What about your household? So, no, he, he may... Omar is sitting there and have these people ready to riot. If he Listen, right now, I got my riot gear inside the closet. Let's go. I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, Omari, first of all, before we wrap things up, right? Dang, time's you... up already? Yeah, man, right? I hate it. I swear I do. Well, you know what? We're going to give him some extra time because we was key, key, keying um, he was while he was... No. <laughs> Alan was running around with the scissors in his hand while I was trying to find out what was going on. Um, so we're going to actually stay a little longer because I feel like Amari got some more stuff on his chest mm -hmm. that he wants to address. And um, I feel like it's very important. Black love and relationships. So you said that you are married, correct? Oh, yeah. Now, one thing that before I started doing this show, mm -hmm. before I started doing any of the shows, um the one thing that I will always hear about as far as women and in, in their perspective with black men is that black men are afraid of commitment. Apparently mm. you're not afraid of commitment because you're married. No, it's terrifying. Black, black men are afraid of commitment. <laughs> no, you, you guys are laughing. I'm I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Really? Now, okay, so yeah. wait, let me ask you this. Was it was it being afraid of commitment or being afraid of being committed to the wrong person? Uh, I mean, let's let's go to to the upbringing. Okay. I mean, it was a typical, typical upbringing. Um, single mother, like my father, I don't even know what he looks like. I remember his name, and so now that's where we're starting. And mm -hmm. I just saw the things she would go through, and I refused to put another woman through that. That's just, that was just unacceptable and slightly irresponsible, ma. So I'm really prideful on that. So I said I'm gonna do something different. Um, and then when it came to the commitment, it's like. I'm giving this person so much. How do I, the doubt came in? 
how do I know? How do I know the right person for me? That might they might leave, and and uh, if I don't get this a um, a, a prenup, then when I do what I'm doing, they're gonna take everything from. But what if they go out and 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 or just have faith and and ask the right questions, lead by example, and and tell the intent up front, and you'll run off the the wrong people. Look, I'm here. I'm here to get married. Uh, I'm not saying I want it to happen immediately. That's the end goal. So if that's not your end goal. Let's not waste each other's time. You know, with, with all due respect, I'm just having incredibly intentional conversations. Look, are we just having sexual relations? Are we kicking it, or are we gonna build something different on a generational level? And so it's just having th that one question right there. You'll run off the wrong people, yes. or you're gonna deal with somebody incre incredibly patient. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's. I must say that is definitely being vulnerable. And a lot of people are not comfortable being vulnerable because it puts them at a very awkward stance, especially if you're used to being closed off and uh, closed minded. So I appreciate you even sharing that. And I can tell from the look in the Cocoa Puff Master's eyes, he has the gears turning. Before I... I yeah, how I said it before I, I asked Alan what's on his mind. Um, I will agree with you when you tell someone what your intentions are, they're either going to tell you that you're crazy or you're hopeful, wishing, a hopeless romantic, good luck. Um, with me staying in Atlanta, oh, all the dudes down there is gay and they're on the down low. And I was just having this conversation today, like, you know, actually, I haven't come across a lot of guys, a lot of homosexual guys. And even if that is their thing, they've been upfront and open about it. They're going to be in places where they feel they're accepted. They're not just out here running around the streets like rats in New York. Um, and, you know, you, if anything, there's a lot of good men in Atlanta. When people say there's no men... It's a lot of good black successful men in Atlanta that's looking to date. You just have to know where to find them. Put yourself out there on the scene. So I feel like, you know, it's all based on your purpose, your intent. What, what are you shooting for? What's your goal? Do you want to get and don't be afraid to ask those questions. Would you do you want to get married? Because I'm not saying do you want to get married to me? But just in general, can you see yourself getting married? A lot of people feel like if I ask that question up front, I'm going to scare the person away. Okay, then yeah, you want to. Yeah. Do. Congratulations. What? Yeah. Bye. So, Mr. Newman. Let me, if you don't mind, let me let me throw a curve at you. Yeah, yeah, let me ahead. throw a curve to those women that want want the quality and committing and dependable and consistent man. How do they how do they approach them? What do you recommend for them? Okay, don't be afraid to approach them, first mm. and foremost, because when you approach a man, it automatically shows him that you're interested in him. There is no game in trying to figure it out. Be yourself, um, be respectful, and be open-minded with whatever it is that comes out of his mouth. Don't be so quick to judge what he's saying. He could be talking out of nervousness. Mm. Um, but most importantly, just just... Be yourself and and be honest. Be be who you are. Right. And set your intentions. Yeah. And 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 stay true to what you say you want. Let me, let me keep that same energy to the to the guys that want 
that want a more modest, more modest woman than what they're used to seeing. Um, one somebody that's boring, that's to the point, that's more home driven and committed. How would that man approach that woman? Approach her, mm. approach her with confidence. Yeah. Confidence is the key because mm. we can smell a man that has low self-esteem a mile away. And <laughs> I'm telling you, like, we're not trying to sit here and have to constantly reassure you that you're the one. We need you to feel and act and be the one if you truly, you know, want that person. Um don't be afraid to take lead, but at the same time, you know, if you're if you have a strong woman, embrace her. Don't look for the cookie cutter. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys that say, all women need to be submissive. I need you to be submissive. Well, if a woman needs to be submissive in your eyes, then that means that you need to be assertive. If you're not assertive, if you don't even know what's going on, if you cannot take the lead, how can you expect someone to follow you? Right. Be honest. Be honest. Tell her. Tell her something that you feel may be a turnoff. If, if that's what you like, if that's what you're into, if that's what you want, tell her. And don't just look for her to fill, you know, the void in what you feel you want, but you you may not even know it. You, you may not know what you want. If you don't know what you want, say you don't know what you want. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> did I pass? No, you did an amazing job. <laughs> I, I, I hope I hope they I hope they um they grabbed a hold of it because somebody needed to hear it, and so I felt like it was a great segue into little some advice. And I knew it would be amazing, like it was. Yeah, thank you. That's thank good. you. That's good. Okay, Newman. I know he over there brewing. He brewing cookies and everything. Nah, got? nah. I'm, <laughs> it's funny because with what he just said, it kind of confirms some things that I've been thinking about the past couple of weeks because mm-hmm. I've always tried to be upfront, especially in the dating game, upfront on what I'm looking for, um, what my expectations are. And I started wondering if I'm like crazy about the marriage thing, because as much as women say men run away from that whole marriage word, it's a lot of women run from it, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of women that run from it. Um, I've had women that have been interested. And when I told them when I when I've literally said my intentions is to date, to be married. Oh, OK, I, I think that's cool. That's what I'm looking for, too. And then you don't hear crickets. Mm-hmm. So to hear what he's saying, it lets me know that I am not going about how I'm doing my approach in life the wrong way. Because mm-hmm. um, society will make you start slowly mm-hmm. start believing the way you're going. And Bree, you hear how I say I hate social media relationship and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But even me, as much as I hate that, the cracks were showing. Like I, I was getting to the point like maybe it is me. Maybe maybe the way my standards are built is is wrong maybe maybe i'm wanting too much um which is very interesting because most guys feel like women want too much like their complaint is the woman we got a whole list and i'm like maybe my list is too too broad maybe my list is too steep maybe my list isn't adequate for where i'm at so i really don't have nothing to say i'm i just appreciate the fact that he just resounded on some things that i've been thinking about and had no me he don't know me had no clue had no clue that's been something that's been brewing with me for a couple the past couple of weeks. Um, Cause yeah, like I'm not, I tell everybody I'm not scared about getting married, but 
I'm realistic on the things that do concern me when it comes to being married. Right. What happens if we ha- I have a little person, that little person gets sick? What if something happens to my wife? What if something happens to me? Like all of those things plays in my head, especially with, especially with the way society looks at stuff. So what happens, especially look, look how the pandemic affected so many families. Yeah. What if I get sick to the point that I get laid off? Or what if my wife can't do this? Or what if my child, like how, how will I handle that as a man, as a father, as a leader in the household? Like. Mm-hmm. I used to think like it was crazy. I would think like that, but now I'm learning. Even at the gr- good old age of 37, you should be more concerned if a man isn't willing to think about that stuff when mm-hmm. it comes to marriage. Because then, what is your game plan if you marry? If you just there for the ride, we just gonna see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Right. So Oof. yeah. So yeah. Like I, I don't have nothing to say. He he touched on a lot. And, and I'll def- say this too. I'll say this too to those women. All those women that you lost. Congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It, they got out of the way. Yeah, they got out the way. Get out the way. Skip, skip, get out my doorway, please. Get it out didn't the cost way. you that much money. Well, I'm assuming it didn't cost you that much money. No, it didn't. It didn't. Each one was probably mm-hmm. like one or two dates, and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. I mm-hmm. tell you, the thing that the, the thing that had recently scared me with even just trying to date and get to know people is that I had a guy tell me he want eight kids. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I am not the one for you. I'm sorry. But I already had, he already has three kids. I have one. So I was like, okay, let's sit here. Let's just figure this out here. Okay, you want eight. I got one. You got three. That's four. I can probably give you one, a possible two, but I can't give you four more. I was willing to compromise. And then he was like, okay, no, I want three. And I was like, Okay, so I got one. You got the okay. So he's like, no, three of ours. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What do you do for a living where you want all these kids and you ain't said nothing about marriage? You think I'm about to just be out here popping? No. Some people are so comfortable just having babies and not even trying to have any type of real serious committed relationship or even take those steps leading up to it. Um, a child is a longer commitment than a marriage, in a sense. Them crumb snatches expensive. That's life. Them little things expensive. Listen, I just heard a friend of mine was complaining. Um, I was talking to him today, and he was complaining about the daycare for his daughter is eight hundred dollars. I said, yeah. Sir, yeah. "Sir, yeah." I yeah. said, "What eight hundred dollars for what?" He's like, "Bro, eight hundred a month." Listen. I'm just, some summer camps for like middle schoolers, 125, 150 a week. Oh, yeah, that's easy. 800 <laughs> unload, that's easy. So it's easy to have them. Oh, yeah, we all oh, people love playing, uh, you know, the whole baby making process. But once they get here, then what? So, I, I my whole mindset, even when it comes to intimacy, is. Fellas, because RG put me on. I think it was RG that put me on to this whole, it's either RG or Mike, the whole stealthing thing where they're poking holes in condoms and women Yo, are poking I holes saw, in condoms. I just saw a report about that. Some and chick overseas just uh, got arrested and um, I think she's going to serve time, she, I think. Yeah, yeah. So my advice to men, unless you can see yourself having a baby with her, 
you may may want to think twice about these chicks that you're laying down with because you never know either having a baby with her or having a lifetime STD or or something that you can't get rid of. You have to think no more, oh, I was in the heat of the moment. You have to think because women, yeah, we heard men doing it before, you know, slip kind of off and, but women are diabolical. They're, 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 taking, <laughs> they're, they're taking it out of the condom and like that's why doing, like like you're literally sitting there and you're like, yeah, I'm about to poke holes all of this condom. That's diabolical, man. Yeah. <laughs> and here's a um here's a oh and I'm gonna get, let's get uh, even more honest. Here's what I used to do during my college days before I would even spend time with the uh, with the female that I found myself interested in, I would uh, I would relieve myself sexually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To see when I have no sex drive, when I'm depleted, what is my interest in you? And that saved me from a lot of so you know what? Other than us being cordial with each other, I really want nothing to do with you. That's it. You know what? I never forget when I started college and my dad sat me down and he was like, he's like, Jay, I'm gonna be honest with you. He said, When I drop you off at this campus, he said, You're gonna see somebody as soon as that door open that you don't want. You're gonna get in study hall, you're gonna see another one that you want. Mm-hmm. You ain't even gonna make it the first period first. You are gonna be talking about you want half the girls in there. He was like, bruh, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. He was like, it ain't worth it. He said, your first day at school, you gonna think you done met the one a thousand times before you come home. Yeah. And he said, when you go to school the next day, you gonna meet somebody else who you ain't see on Monday because she has school on Tuesdays and you gonna think that's the one. He's like, uh-uh, it ain't worth it. Yeah. And and what he's saying is absolutely true. Fellas, if you feel like you think that's the one, you might want to rub one off first. That's it. It worked for females too. And it oh, might yeah. suck. It might oh, suck yeah. for her because I mean, everyone knows when you got that person that's into you, and they're just like, "Oh my god, oh my!" And then they slowly start fading away. It could be he bust the nut and realized that wasn't what he wanted. Uh huh. He came to his senses. Listen, uh, Stephanie says men be sabotaging condoms too, but you know what? That's normal at this point. We already know that guys have a history of doing it. That's, that's not crazy. abnormal. Women doing it in the turkey basters and all of that stuff to this extent. And then not only are they trying to get pregnant, you're not even trying to get pregnant to have the baby by him. You're looking at it for the check. There you go. What? So you intentionally want to be a a single mother for a check? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For that. You saw RG said, uh, RG said, keep a bottle of hot sauce. Bottle of hot sauce. Hashtag Drake. I'm sorry. (laughs) Nah, it's it's wild. It's wild. You got to be careful. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, you want to sit there and run that risk for a 30 second, 30 second thrill, as my dad used to say. 30 seconds. Wait, wait, wait. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We ain't gonna talk about that. Um, I'm done with you, R. I was gonna call you RG. I'm done with RG too and his hot sauce. What did I do? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Um, listen, Omari. Please. We have to. We have to have. You gotta come back to, when we listen. Well, we need. He needs to come back when we actually have a panel, just like yes. with our guest last week. So two weeks in a row, y'all gonna knock yes. it out the park. Yes. And we definitely need you guys later this year when we actually do a panel, because okay. yeah. You definitely. know what the funny thing is? 
Mm-hmm. It's the it was the last two guests of this format because after this show, um, we're it's just gonna be me and Alan. So when you signed up, it was supposed to be an interview with just me, but we changed the format during our vacation, and so now it's Alan and myself. But it's just going to be Alan and myself. We're not gonna really have guests unless we have a topic that we really have someone that fits it. Like the whole Polly one, I'm thinking Miss Elena Thick Dream because she's Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, so it's always amazing, like going out with a bang, even with the format. Like we definitely will have you back on. I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell the people first of all. This is your opportunity to brag, boast, <laughs> drop all types of whatever you have. Let the people know what it is that you do. How can they find you on social media? If you have any events, anything coming up, please let them know. And we're going to give you the full screen. This is all about you, sir. Oh, well, the full screen. Yes. Um, if you could do something for me and instead of the past one ENT, okay. if you could put the website up, O-M-A-R-I-A-A.com. Um, and ironically enough, this is my weakest, in my opinion, this is the weakest uh, part of myself is me actually talking about myself. So I'm going to do a third person. Maybe that'll help a little bit more. <laughs> um, let me talk about him. Who is him? Uh, he's a man of the community. Uh, you can tell by the um, by the rhetoric he speaks that he's committed. And he, he's made his decision on on what he's willing to die for. And and I think that's the, the easy part. And then the hard part is to be unwavering because I know people are looking at me for an example or looking at him for an example. Um, and the greatest thing that I could do is what you see on the screen. Um, O-M-A-R-I-A-A.com. Um, the Black Excellence Gallery. If you do nothing else, just go look at that gallery because that's that's my spirit. That's my intention. That's my purpose. Um, and that's, that's everything that I stand for. Um, let's see. What is Amari involved in? The, the podcast, the Specificity Podcast. I'm taking a break from it right now. Okay. Um, and essentially, um, what we do is just talk, have conversations like these uh, when it comes to gender roles, because I felt like the next generation needed something stable first. Then you get the propaganda from like the left and right wing, the Democrat and blah, 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 blah. You get all that later. <laughs> so at least you get something stable. You know, we're, we're mammals scientifically. Mm-hmm. So what do we have in common with a skunk or with mm-hmm. a possum or with a raccoon? Those that's that's the reality. Eventually, the woman's going to be with child and she's going to be incapacitated physically. That's where the man is going to he stands up and he's the protector. He's physically he's a little bit bigger um, by design. Mm -hmm. So that means he's able to exert more force and and, and defend off predators who seek to take advantage. Mm -hmm. And so it's just starting the youth off of something stable. Um, One of my other favorite episodes well, we even talk about publishing a book, starting a clothing line. Okay. Um, one of my most favorite episodes is when we talk to a presidential candidate in the next 15, 20 years. Um, and I told them some things that, in my opinion, that we need. And one of the things is the hate crime bill. And that pretty much says that if, so, if a crime is racially charged or is an underlying racial issue, excuse me, then they're sentenced to a harsher punishment and held to a higher, higher. Um, like, actually, they passed the Asian um, hate crime bill. 
because mm-hmm. of COVID and things. Low not nine, and that's that's intriguing that they wouldn't pass one of those when wow. we desegregated. Yeah. That was my that was my red flag that they really didn't care about our well being. Um, mm. And then to put vocation back in the high schools, we don't need geometry, mm. we don't need algebra okay. two. So we'll strip those out, strip physics out, unless you're going for engineering, and then put in fundamentals of electricity. Mm-hmm. Put in like a brick mason one on one or mm-hmm. um, carpentry. How do I screw? How do I change a tire? Mm-hmm. So a little mm-hmm. fundamental things like that. Um, you can find that on the website too. The specificity podcast. Um, big picture. Big picture is the the people's criminal law. It's a law firm that I'm involved with, and essentially we just inform people on the processes, procedures, laws, rights, and other information. Um, we have three main services. Audits is, is free, pro bono, um, criminal justice navigation. Um, sometimes it's best that we do our time. Do not take the plea deal because that's your public mm-hmm. defender's job is to get you to take the plea deal so the prosecution can keep their uh, their rates higher. That's how they get mayor and governor and house of representatives. Mm. And this is how they level up. They level up by us taking plea deals. Because mm. if you, well, here's one people understand. If you get pulled over, mm-hmm. if you pay $3 and the, the cost of the food or pizza or whatever was $3.01. Or if you pop a willy, technically you broke a seat in the ordinance, you violated the terms of your probation. Now you have fees. Now you have court mm. fees, probation officer fees. Now you have to do your time on top of the extra time since you revoked it because it's hidden subtly in the paperwork you signed. So it's wow. just little things like that. Um, wow. Legal research. Um, I, have my, I have two uh, bachelor's degrees, one in uh, criminal justice and one in forensic science. Shout out to mm-hmm. Langston University too, my HBCU. Um, I went there first and graduated from UCO. Um, so I understand crime scenes. So mm-hmm. something that's skipped when it's like, for instance, when it comes to evidence, there's a certain way they have to handle it. They have to make new seals every time somebody looks at it and the seal can't be broken. Oh, we'll wow. find out that somebody was tampering and when a, the um, adhesive on the piece of evidence came off a little bit, well mm-hmm. then that's tampering and we can exclude that. And so mm-hmm. it's just little things. Now, I'm, I'm not a lawyer yet. I'm a paralegal. Mm-hmm. But my job is to work with your public defender and give you the information so you can put pressure on them to do their job correctly instead of sabotaging you. You find out now it's too late. Wow. Um, so the bar, the bar exam, um, taking my LSAT again because I, I could be in, in law school now, but they want you to have not have a job. I have kids, so that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Then the score I had, I would be in, but it would be 90% me paying 10% them. And that's oh, unacceptable. Wow. That's wow. unacceptable. So I'm going to retake it to where it's 90% them, 10%, 10% me. 10% you, yeah. Because it come on. I mean, you, you, look what you're getting. You know, mm-hmm. keeping it as honest as possible. Look what you're getting. Yeah. Um, the nonprofit piece first. Um, this is this one is, is nonprofit too. Everything we do is for free. Pro bono, mm-hmm. uh, vocational training, something as simple as communication. How do you talk? How right. do you, you know, during an interview, how do you send an email, a resume? Microsoft Word or Google Drive or StreamYard. How do you use that? This the, the subtleties that help us level up in life. Um, the next one is the mental and emotional counseling. And I say unlicensed because I have to put that disclaimer in. Because one thing people don't know is when you're licensed, everything you say is protected by law. It's a client and a therapist privilege. Whereas mm. if you tell me something that's incriminating, I can get subpoenaed. And then if I don't say everything that happened, I'm guilty of perjury. And that's, that's pretty much everything we've worked for down the drain. So I tell people up front, look, don't tell me anything that you wouldn't want me to tell somebody else if I'm caught before the law. I mean, I won't, but if I'm subpoenaed, I have no choice. 
So right. don't, don't, don't put both of us in that situation. Um, the third one is the career development. Like we talked about, what's the end goal? But do you see yourself at the end? Let's work mm-hmm. our way back. Is it getting a nine to five to fund our uh, 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 own business, entrepreneurship? Is it going to a university that we talked about to get the degree? Or, you know, I mean, what's your purpose? Do we need to go to trade, electrician, plumber? What's your purpose? Um, and then the, the, how I'm going to fund it all is the, you know, past first entertainment. This is the, the books, the films, the music. This is the poetry. This is the board game. This is everything. And I actually have a, um, a poem for you guys, if I may read it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little excerpt. Um, this one came about because I, I don't listen to a lot of artists and entertainers because I listen to their message. You can make a million songs of garbage and make one. You still made 100 songs of garbage. So mm-hmm. I don't alleviate responsibility. So I've kind of disconnected myself and I don't listen to a lot of people because I would ask them why they do what they do. And before one thing about myself, before I ask anyone else, I always start internally because I, in my opinion, that's integrity to start from within. And so this is my answer to myself when I asked why I do it. Why I do it. I do it for the kid that has little hope because their parents stay strung out on that dope smoke. I do it for the kids who can't wash their clothes. So they wash their jaws in the sink with the bar of soap. I do it for the kids who have great grades, but can't focus in class, friends buried in the grave. I do it to lead my people by example, displaying positive acts that carry on and travel. We need hope, someone who knows what to do, acts of integrity that will carry through, change the way we think, act, pray, and move, while taking time to prove that what we do helps us improve instead of doing what they show on the news. And on the two, that paints a perspective of who deserves to lose their life and who decides who goes free. I do it for the kids who have little hope because their parents stay strung out on that dope smoke. I do it for the kids who can't wash their clothes, so they wash their jaws in the sink with the bar of soap. I do it for the kids who have great grades, but can't focus in class, friends buried in the grave. I do it to lead my people by example, displaying positive acts that carry on travel while I do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, listen. But you can't talk about yourself. Mm. You got to speak in third it was, it was tough. I pushed through. I appreciate you. You did an amazing job. Listen. Nah, it was awesome. You are a ball of talent, and uh, you are definitely successful and will continue to be successful and an inspiration to those who, you know, find themselves stuck at the crossroads, like not knowing which way to turn. Um, mm-hmm. I think if they definitely reach out to you, you'll, you'll get them in the right direction. Yes, RG says snaps. I have a, um, I have a one a request, though. Yes. Um, I want you guys to look at the Black Excellence Gallery. If you okay. type in that website, um, it's the first thing you'll see. And, and okay. scroll through it, and I want to see your instinctual reactions to it. Okay. It's funny because I literally wrote that under there because I wanted to check that out anyway. So I'm excited. I'm going to definitely check that out. Okay. Man, my facial expression will be giving me away all the time. Hold on. Let me look. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ah, come on, now. You know what? Let me share the screen so we can all just indulge. Uh Oh, Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Let me. So our audience can watch too. Oh, 
purpose that's the spirit right there i love it i love this oh i love this the, the goal is that grandparents parents and children they just sit down together from time to time and just scroll through it and let's talk about it man i love this how long did it take you to put this together i've been accumulating it just at first I just collected it just to collect it and I said, let me do something with it. Let me show people the intention. And so it just grew and grew. And that's really one of the only reasons that I'm on social media is to find these, take them off, and then put them on here. This is amazing. Look at the doctors. Come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So for those who are listening, make sure what we're watching right now, we're looking at the Black Excellence Galleria on www.om as in Mary, A-R-I-A-A.com. Once you get on the website, you're going to click on the um, link at the top. It's at the very top in the middle. And you will be able to see what it is that we are looking at. I am a sucker for babies. Wow. Yeah, I'm done. The baby with the bonnet. Come through, bonnet baby. This is amazing. You guys, make sure y'all definitely take a look and hit up. Hit him up. Hit up Amari. Ajaniku. Now that I know how to pronounce your name, now I'm always know how to pronounce it. Ajaniku. Um, make sure you guys hit him up. Definitely network with him. If you have um, business, if you have people that you feel um, he would be able to um, work with, and if you have a business that you feel he would be able to work with, definitely reach out to him. We're all about networking um, because I mean, this is this is the network, and this is how we are bridging the gap. In communication between black men and women, we are creating that black Wall Street, and uh, we're starting with the foundation. So, I appreciate you coming on tonight. We would definitely yes. have you on again. Um, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show, but thank you. Again. I appreciate you, even though you came in on his side. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, thank you again. You guys make sure you follow him. Um, reach out to him, omariaa.com. And um, yeah, we'll have you back again, okay? Whenever you guys are ready, you let me know. All thank right. you, Mark. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, Alan, sir. I am full. What did you think about again. tonight's episode? I'm full again. I, I I can't handle another Wednesday like this. This this is anything that makes you self reflect is always good, and I literally know that's what this is going to be for me for the next couple of days. Uh, self reflecting because the information and the dialogue with Amari was amazing. That website, 
breathless. Yeah. I'm, I am truly full from the way the show went today. Yeah. I, I, I'm at a loss of words. I'm, a, I'm at a loss of words, even though you walked around with the scissors, but you know. I'm yeah. They had the they had the plastic on the on the tips. <laughs> I can't hurt myself. I can't with you, but guys, make sure y'all follow them. Um, yes. We've already used up a lot of your time, so I'm gonna let Bree take the floor. You know how to follow me. You know where I'm at. Um, but uh, so we no, we're not about to no. You ain't about to do that to the people. We came to give them a show. We're gonna give them a show now. You don't have step it, okay? Just because we fooled. Give the people, treat the people with some integrity and some value. Alan. Well, guys, you know, I'm your boy, Alan Newman Jr. You can follow me at Newman underscore Jr. underscore 2.0 on Instagram. Um, or you can follow me on Facebook at Alan Newman Jr. Or if you're on TikTok, you can follow me on TikTok at Newman underscore uh, Jr. as well. Um all I can leave you guys with tonight is remember to be confident, consistent, committed in everything that you do. Have an amazing, safe hump day. And looking forward to next week where the scissors will be off, the gloves will be off, the safeties will be off um, for stuff that me and Bree have for you guys. Looking for no, 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 no. Yes, but we're not doing that Cocoa Puff Master with you guys tonight. Um, but we're looking forward to what we got for you guys on next week. Um, and that's all I have today. Yes. So next week's topic, we are discussing, would you date the male or female version of yourself? Okay. That is going to be the discussion. Um, we have taken polls throughout this week. I will present to you the results next show, which is Wednesday, 8 p.m. Make sure that you guys also follow our Instagram. He said what networks so that you can participate in these polls as well as comment under a lot of our reels, a lot of our posts. Let us know what it is that you would like for us to talk about if you have a topic in mind because we're open. We're very open-minded to suggestions. Just know that Brie would not date herself because her dude would be very hippie um, and very loaded on the bottom. So that would be definitely awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, here you got, child, you got child bearing hips. <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I couldn't let that one slide. I had to go ahead and interject that. In I'm going to let you hold on. <laughs> I, was like, I wasn't sure where you were going when you was like, he's going to be very hippie. I was thinking like, okay, like dressing hippie? Like what? Right, homeboy's going to be like, sir, you can't say you don't want no woman with hips because you're a grown man, sir. <laughs> you're a grown man, sir, yourself. You know what? I'm done with you. Okay, so... He can't behave. This is now you guys see what kind of chaos we will be presenting to you from here on out. Amari came in and he calmed us down. He brought us balance and peace. And the minute he left, someone let the door open. Oh, and and a reminder, and a reminder for those who missed the intro. This is your work homework for the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Allie, I, found you- out, I found out a fun fact. Did you guys know that turkeys sleep in trees? Google it. Look at the videos. You will not be disappointed. I know RG going to look it up. I'm going to go back to my outro because here he go with these birds and trees. But like I was saying, we will be running full speed ahead with the scissors in our hands from here on out. You guys do not want to miss any of these shows. If you enjoyed your night watching us, watching Amari, watching Alan, please let us know by clicking the like button. Please, 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 please make sure that you have subscribed because we are going to be bringing you some of the best content this network has. Okay? Okay, do you hear me? me I heard you. Let's start with the rundown, okay? Sundays, we have Let's Connect with P's Intuition starting at 11.30 a.m. until 12 p.m. And I know a lot of y'all may be scared. And it's okay. You may be intimidated. You may be a little shy and you don't want to um, show your face. That's okay. We can still give you a free one-question reading. Listen, all you got to do is come up you don't even have to turn your camera off. All we have to do is just hear you. P will still be able to give you the same reading just by listening to you. If you do not believe me, go listen to some of our past episodes from 2021, back in December and November, where it was audio only, and you will see exactly what we're talking about. So the show starts at 11.30 a.m. Mondays, the one and only RG and one mic with Simply Sports, where 90% of the conversation is not about sports. 90%, okay? As RG says, if you have a jump rope or a favorite pair of tennis sneakers, the show is for you, okay? We are here to please the people, give you a good laugh, and of course, send you home with the micism so you don't want to miss it. 8 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tuesdays, we have our new show, The Credit Lab Podcast, with our host, Ronnie Francois, Make sure that you guys check him out. Oh, and I'm sorry. Let me also tell you what the topics are going to be for our upcoming shows, just in case you're not already aware of it. Um, So on Sunday, P will be discussing the lunar eclipse in Scorpio readings. Um, Monday with Simply Sports, it's best sports event caught live. Tuesdays, the Credit Lab podcast with your host, Ronnie Francois, is He's going to be talking about how to tackle collection accounts. So for those of you who are working on your credit, you definitely want to tune in. That show starts at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. And then Wednesdays, myself, your girl, Simply Bree, and the Cocoa Puff master himself, Alan Newman Jr., we will be discussing would you date the male or female version of yourself? So... I'm not going to answer that question because Alan already answered it for me. <laughs> but you can feel free to follow me on Instagram at underscore simply Bree underscore. And that's S-I-M-P-L-E-E-B-R-E-E. And I follow back. I communicate with you guys. And we appreciate your support. Check out the website. He said what? Network.com. Alan, 
You ready to go home? You ready? Yes, yes, yes. We're rocking with y'all, and we appreciate y'all, and we love y'all. So, you guys, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Out.